Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SHAWN. If you want to be a part of the program, Linda, there's no news today. Imagine if God, we it's came. It's so quiet. It's so quiet today. My day has been very I slow. I, maybe we run out and get a cup of coffee. Yeah, maybe I know. Take a load off. So I have Simple Man Bill O'Reilly on later, and I'm thinking of uh, what I want to ask him today. And I figured out what I want to do. And I'm thinking about. I'm looking at this country right now, and we're 500, and I think 38 days away from Decision Day, which is that's when the 2024 presidential election will take place. Um. It may seem like a long ways away. I remember being in Atlanta and they were counting down. I was a local radio host. They'd count down on, I don't know, I-75, 85, one of those. How many days to the Olympics? And it was 1,000 days, 500 days, 300, 100, 50, 10. Anyway, the Olympics came. The year-end edition, by the way, of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that year had a year-end tribute to yours truly. 1996 was a great year. The Olympics came and Sean Hannity left. That was not very nice. That hurt my feelings. That's why I have it framed. Uh, and I kept an original copy. <laughs> I think I'm never going to be treated that way again. When I left Huntsville, Alabama, goodbye to the talk show host from hell was the editorial of the paper there. I'm like, man, I could get a complex reading this stuff. It's like these psycho warriors, you know, cyber warriors in their underwear in their basement with all their anonymity you know, taking shots and barbs and, you know, just slinging their arrows uh, with, you know, with, you know, and you can say anything you want. No, but you don't even have to be who you really are. And these people, a lot of them are not, apparently. Um, And I'm just thinking, I'm looking at my, you know, Rush used to call it a stack of stuff. And, you know, I've got in front of me, you know, we're headed for a possible default. Joe Biden missing in action 97 days. Republicans, they did their responsibility Now Joe has to cut short uh, an Asian trip over the last minute debt ceiling negotiations. By the way, if there is a default and it is still a possibility, uh, if there's a default, it'll be Joe Biden's. it, It will all be caused by him. He failed to meet. McCarthy was begging him daily. We got to get together. We got to negotiate. Nope, no negotiation. Joe Biden made a bet. The bet was that Republicans would never be able to settle on a bill to raise the debt ceiling. Well, they did. And it actually turned out to be very, very fiscally responsible, smart. I like it in a lot of ways. And it goes back to 2022 spending levels. By the way, that's still COVID money increases involved in that. 
It also reduces and puts a limit or a cap on baseline budgeting. So you could only increase a budget 1% a year moving forward. Uh, it was scored out by the CBO as saving, what, $4.8 trillion in 10 years. We have 30, what, $1, $32 trillion in debt. It just made good sense. And it also opens up some more drilling opportunities so we can be more energy independent. It is the lifeblood of the world's economy. It creates high-paying jobs. It's good for national security. All the things we always talk about. But, you know, we have so many of our fellow Americans, for whatever reason, they put their faith, their hope, their trust, their belief, their confidence that the federal government is going to take care of their every need. New Green Deal-ism is not about the environment. It's about a, a new economic structure in this country. They spell it out. It's, you know, guaranteed pre-K, guaranteed government uh, college, guaranteed government jobs, guaranteed government wages, guaranteed government healthy food, guaranteed government health care, uh, guaranteed government retirement, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. Well, where's the money going to come from? Well, those millionaires and billionaires, you mean the ones that Joe Biden bailed out at the Silicon Valley Bank? I mean, they have $250,000 in insurance per the FDIC, and yet you had millionaires and billionaires, and they're going to get every penny back. And then I love the question that James Langford threw at Janet Yellen. Well, if any of my constituents, any of the people of the great state of Oklahoma, if, if they have more than $250,000 in the bank, are you going to insure, insure their money up, above and beyond $250,000? No. You know, why is it that people put their trust in government? Do you really want the government telling you you can't have a gas stove? Do you really think that should be the role of the government? Do you really want the government, you know, tampering with your powerful dishwasher and washing machines? Uh, do you really want them monitoring any further your air conditioning for crying out loud? It's pretty hot out there. I like it a little cold in, the, in my house over the, the hot summer months. You know, don't feel like sweating inside my own house. Um, do you like the fact, you know, what, what has government done? Ask yourself. What I'm talking about here, it's, it, it transcends party. It's not about red, blue, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat. It is not. It is about common sense and a lack of common sense. Common sense because it's not that common with some people today. I mean, why do you put your faith in government? Why do so many people in this country believe that their government is going to give their children a good education when all of the empirical data shows just the opposite? We are failing our children in these government-run schools at the highest level. We pay more per capita per child than any industrialized country with the worst results so how's government doing and how would you grade them in terms of a lot of public school systems in this country? To me, they get a big fat F. You know, what about health care? What, whatever happened to keep your doctor, your plan, and the average family saves over $2,500 per year? How did that work out? Well, millions of Americans lost their doctors. Millions lost their plans. And the average cost increase has been about 250% thanks to Obamacare. There's 40% of the country moving towards 50% that, on, that have only one 
Obamacare exchange option. You know, how are we treating our vets or how were we treating our vets prior to Donald Trump getting in office? I think one of the best things he did that he never got any credit for was he said that if your VA hospital is not able to take care of you, uh, you don't go on a list. You ought to be able to go to a local hospital, get the care, and your government will take care of it for you because we promised you that. That's how they should have handled it, but it's not how they handled it prior to that. You know, look at Medicare, Social Security. Remember they talked about the lockboxes? What happened in the lockboxes? They raided the lockboxes and they squandered the money. You know, how are they managing your kids' futures right now? They're not managing it well right now. Because, you know, in so many different ways, you know, they're robbing from future generations. Uh, announced what in my ear? You can say it very... Um, no. I don't think that's true. Really? Anyway, uh, I'll talk to you in the break. Anyway, so, I'm, and I'm thinking it's common sense. If you love this country, you cannot conclude... Tell me what Joe Biden is doing well. Tell me where he's successful. Tell me where he instills confidence in you. You know, to me, a balanced budget is common sense. The worst thing I could ever think of in my life is dying and leaving my kids with all my debt and and ruining their lives, and they have to be responsible for my debt. Now, legally, that doesn't happen, but you, you get my point. As a government, that's what they're doing. It's common sense to secure your borders and do background checks on the people that would like entry into this country to make sure they don't have radical associations. By the end of Biden's first term, there's going to be seven and a half million illegal immigrants or more that he's allowed into this country without any background checks. Look at all the people on the terror watch list that we are catching what about the gotaways that we didn't catch you know we're already now over six and a half million people that we know of you know that have entered this country illegally it's going to be seven and a half if not higher by the end of the year you know look at how how many more you know bundles of fentanyl that can kill every single american 10 times over are we going to get catch at the border never mind heroin methamphetamine cocaine Stopping drugs from entering our country is a good idea. Stopping human trafficking and the abuse of of young women at our border, that's common sense. It's not brain surgery. You know, eliminating domestic energy production is probably one of the dumbest things that Joe Biden has done. Now we are dependent again on hostile regimes that are now manipulating the markets as soon as China aligned with Saudi Arabia and made a deal with them to align with Iran and now doing the same thing with Syria. And now that Biden opened up, you know, a business relationship with Venezuela and the thug dictator there, you know, we don't need to import one ounce of energy. We were energy independent. The next step to that is energy dominance. This isn't about conservatism, liberalism, Republican, Democrat. That is common sense. It is good for national security. It creates high-paying career jobs in the energy sector. I mean, I'd love to think that we're going to have all this green, clean, free energy, but unless and until we actually have it, the lifeblood of the world's economy will remain fossil fuels. So stop, you know, living in a fantasy world. 
you know, simple law and order that people that we refund our police, that if people are arrested, that we put them in jail, get rid of these idiotic no bail laws. You know, if you don't have law and order, safety, security, you don't have real freedom to pursue happiness. Common sense. You know, it's, uh, you know, look at all the corruption we have now discovered in 2016. This Durham report is devastating. But you have, you know, people, you know, we, we've ruined and destroyed the greatest, the greatest law enforcement entity in the world, the FBI, because they've involved themselves in not one, but now two straight presidential elections. Same with the CIA, the Dirty 51 and whoever was working in the CIA recruiting some of these people. That's common sense. You know, the FBI ought not be working against the will of the people and putting cinder blocks on the on the scales of balance as it relates to elections in this country. I mean, it's unbelievable corruption and we need to restore the FBI and the CIA to their former greatness. In the meantime, if that means that we've got to defund them, then defund them. Because we can't allow this level of corruption, which goes unpunished every time, to continue. And, and Congress has the power of the purse. And we need to probably reorganize both three-letter agencies. You know, what about these people? Isn't it common sense when you see the threats that represent China, Russia, Iran, and, and these alliances that they've created? Do you not see this as a, a, an opportunity for America to, to look at the sober reality of, of evil in our time and prepare for the worst? But what do we have? We have a woke military with transgender recruitment and now talking about electric vehicles on the battlefield. Are they going to let us put the charging stations in so we can charge up our electric vehicle? Never mind that the charging stations are, you know, in large part fueled by fossil fuels, just like they have to pillage Mother Earth to get the minerals, the cobalt, the nickel, the manganese to build the, you know, everything to build the batteries that are needed for these these vehicles. What about the EMP attacks? One EMP attacks, those vehicles are done. Oh, let me tell you something that scares the hell out of me. And it's it's a real clear present danger. And I, I just don't have any confidence at all in our government at this time to get anything right. The discussions that we're having, uh, can you please define a woman? I mean, we, these discussions are being taken place in Congress. And meanwhile, you know, we have, what, six and a half million people entering this country illegally. How many of these people will operate terror cells plotting, planning, scheming to get this country? Common sense. It's not it's not even about party. What's in the best interest of our country, our future, our kids, our, our present day America? What has happened to common sense? Not that common.